0: Don't read success stories; you will only get a message. Read failure stories; you'll get some ideas to get success. Abdul Kalam.
1: You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole,
0: and I'm Lee Esses. In putting notes together for this month, when doing all of this research and looking at all of these different sources for winning writing contests, there is one particular word that kept popping up a lot. Don't. Don't do this. Don't do that. It popped up so much that we decided to put an entire episode together for it. So this episode is don't. Just don't. And we're not saying don't submit to a contest. But we do have a list of don'ts to keep in mind as you are approaching this massive goal for yourself.
1: Our first one goes in line a lot of what we talked about in last episode and a couple episodes ago, and that is don't ignore the guidelines. The judges are looking for certain things. Obey those guidelines, whether it is the technical formatting or if it is the qualities that the author needs to have or the story contents themselves. Yeah, having these guidelines
0: is done on behalf of the judges to help them get what they want out of the stories that are getting submitted. Because if I post as a judge that I want to have this and that as part of the theme of the contest and what I'm looking for, and someone goes a completely different direction with it and completely ignores theme guidelines as well as formatting guidelines, it's just not going to suit
1: me. And honestly, it's a waste of their time. When you're not following their guidelines, if you're not submitting the kind of story that they're looking for, you're just wasting their time. So just don't do that. That's rude.
0: The next don't that we have for you today is don't worry too much about character development. I know with a full-length novel, we have moments where the character is developing internally or there are massive strides being made in the plot externally and weaving those two together can be a lot of the fun of writing a full-length novel but it's also a lot to try to cram into just a handful of words for a writing contest. So pick one, internal or external, and I feel like you're going to be able to approach the story with artistry instead of honing it down and cramming it down so much that it feels like a script.
1: A short story that I recently submitted for an anthology, the edits that I got back for that were a lot about this idea of focusing on either the internal or the external. I had intended the story to be a focus on the internal, but I never really represented that. I never really dug in deep to that side of things. So it appeared on the surface more like an external progress that she was making. But really, when you're doing a short story, focus on one or the other. The next on our list is don't address the judges. We are going to say that a lot this month, but apparently it is a big issue. Don't reach out. Don't try to contact the judges. Don't address them. They are supposed to be going into this blind, in most cases, of who actually wrote the story.
0: I feel like this is especially easier on social media because if Lee is judging for a contest and I follow her on social media and I start to comment on her posts, my name starts popping up more and more. This is why there are blind judging systems in place to make sure that she doesn't associate my story with who I am on social media. Reaching out to the judges directly, especially in the context of, hey, did you read my story yet, is just unprofessional on both sides. The next don't is don't submit something unpolished. You don't want to waste anybody's time, including your own. You don't want to spend the money for the submission, even spend the time, if you're not putting your best foot forward.
1: Judges really can tell when you care about a project, and especially if you're doing a short story or anything shorter than that, you have the time, you have the ability to focus on proofreading a single misspelling can shout that you didn't care enough to review your own story. You can find somebody else also to help you or look at it in a different program with a different font. Review your story and really try to hone it down and perfect it before you send it in.
0: If it's clear that you don't care about the short story, neither will the judge. It's as simple as that. It's pretty easy after reading a hundred of these in the last month to tell who cares about their story and who doesn't.
1: Another don't is don't use cliches. There is no time to turn a cliche on its head and make it interesting. Now, we have talked about this before. We have talked about how cliches in a novel can be a good thing, but cliches in a short story make your short story cliche.
0: This is generally just an excuse for the judges to not finish and not give your story the chance that it deserves if you especially start that story with a cliche. Tropes are all right, but they should be minimized. I'm okay with stereotypes because it's an easy way to understand the character and move on and it makes it so they aren't homogenized. But especially that first impression is what a lot of people are going to be submitting and it's really boring for the judges after a while. We also want to advise you Don't get too political or preachy unless that is the theme of the contest itself. If that's something that the judges signed up for, then sure. But for the most part, these unsolicited opinions anchor the reader back to the modern day world in a way that they will likely disagree with you on.
1: Even if it resonates with the judges, a lot of the times they may be reluctant to publish it in case it ostracizes some of the audience. Or they don't simply want to publish anything that may be viewed as political or religious if that's not the kind of platform it is. So really pay attention to what kind of story they're looking for and the kinds of themes they want. And again, you can have those themes within a story. It can be a political fantasy story. It can be a religious kind of discussion, but leave the real world aspect out of it.
0: This next one is a twofer. Don't spend too much time actively world building at the beginning and don't spend too much time giving us the happily ever after at the end. We talked about in our episode about writing the killer short story, the beginning, middle, and end, how those each have a separate role in the story and what to do that's different for a contest versus a novel. But that time at the beginning and that time at the end is especially when the judges will be inclined to tune out.
1: There is a really limited time to share the story in a short story. You don't have time to set up the magic system or the world building. You don't have time to wrap everything up in a nice neat bow at the end. Get into it in media res, get into the character and really focus on why we are looking at this point in this character's existence.
0: And because of that limited space, you're going to want to make sure the character voice is what stands out. Not necessarily the scene setting or the world building. All of those things should sort of passively bleed through, but especially if your character is at a coffee shop, the character is the interesting part of the story. The judges know what a coffee shop looks like. It's also easy to think of yourself as a writer, therefore you need to write your experiences and write what you see and what's around you, but this is also what the judges are very
1: used to saying. So tell the story that they don't expect. Our next bit of advice is don't let funds stop you from entering. We want you to be responsible with your money and how you spend it, especially if your funds are limited, and entry fees can sometimes cost a little bit of money, but if the goal and outcome of that contest is going to line up with your career goals, invest wisely in your own writing.
0: Even if you don't win, submitting your story helps you grow as an author. Don't hold back and only search for the free ones. I would also say because the free ones are going to have a lot more competition. If you're looking to actually win something and possibly win a more substantial financial outcome on the other side or these other types of bonus prizes that come with competing, don't be afraid to skip that coffee tomorrow and submit to a competition instead. Our last don't is don't submit the same story more than once. We're talking about to the same contest. You can obviously submit your essay to three or four contests that apply, but if you're submitting that story and you're just hoping that statistically you're more likely to catch them in the right mood or something like that, the people who are running the contest are going to see, hey, look, they submitted three times. Thank you for the extra 10 bucks, but we're going to take two of
1: these out. Now, of course, there are some contests that will accept multiple stories from the same author, but they have to be different stories. Also remember that every separate entry you make is a separate entry fee. So, if you are spending those extra fees, that extra money, you're wasting money if you're submitting the same exact story multiple times. But this is another one of those times you do need to check the guidelines and make sure they're okay with multiple stories from the same author.
0: Now, we gave you this enormous list of don't do this, don't do that, so that you can be free to write the story that you want to tell. These are things that you might accidentally do that would stop people from reading your story. Obviously, we want you to tell your story as best you can. We want your story to get in front of as many readers as possible. Which means, in spite of everything we told you today, it starts when you write
1: selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts, or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots@aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.